0: You know, I do like an, uh, a Minnesota sometimes when I'm talking about my talking about my pop. Minnesota? My pop Yeah, you Minnesota. you're talking about your pop? When it snows, you know, it snows a lot. It
1: snows a so, whole lot out so there. It it's they like Fargo's someone harvested their organs, you know. <laughs> they
0: did, they did.
1: Take the kidneys so, right out of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right out of you. Oh, you could have my knee. You That's can so have one. It's just so nice.
1: <laughs> Don't be greedy, Diane. <laughs> Shall we? Sure. We're here. What are we talking
0: about, Michael? Today we're talking about the global phenomenon of Shen Yun.
2: Shen Yun!
0: You're waiting for me. Shen fucking Yun!
2: 5,000 years of
1: culture. That's older than Jesus.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, That's older than two Jesuses. Your math is on, point. I believe that what brought this to our attention is the New Yorker article. Am I correct in no, that? No no, 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 no. What? 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 You the hadn't heard ads about this covering every square inch of Manhattan. Well, oh, let me read it. Brought it to
1: our. Let church. me repeat. <laughs> Just everywhere. Yeah, because they're everywhere, and it's so. Oh, everyone listening to the show almost definitely has seen a poster advertising Shen Yun. Even if you haven't read it, if you saw it, you'd recognize it. Exactly. Yeah. It's usually one very bright color, and it says Shen Yun. And then it gives nothing else. It usually shows a concert hall if you look closely. It shows an orchestra laid out, but you mm-hmm. might not see that. As of a year ago, when they had the bright gold posters, I believe it said Shen Yun Symphony. And I thought it was like part of the, like Lincoln Center does the, they do like usually a thing for Chinese New Year or something like that. And I thought that's what it was. Because it's, it. the posters usually start coming out in like December. So today we're going to talk about now. what is Shen Yun.
0: And why this is so interesting, I think, to me, interesting is the wrong word, uh, fascinating, is that I do feel like this started out as a much more surface level, let's look into what Shen Yun is. Mm -hmm. And we have opened a Pandora's box of of things we never could have imagined. Right. Not all
1: this is new information. You can find it. It's all openly open and available.
2: But it's not common knowledge.
1: Right. And if you've seen the posters, you might have been tempted to check this out and see what it is but before you do you should just know what you're going to see so we're here to provide you with some background information and some some answers it. so i'll give you maybe the story of how someone in new york might have become aware of Shenyun. i started seeing posters in bodegas and my reaction as a music student was oh cool this bodega is advertising for an orchestra. That's great. But then there was like no information about where and when any of it was. It was just like Shen Yun. And then I started seeing other posters that said like Shen Yun, the best shit you're ever going to see in your life. But the, the like amount of hyperbole on the posters was ridiculous. And then they started offering... Equally over-the-top quotes, but from celebrities that would say, like, the number one show on the face of the earth that'll blow your dick off, George Clooney, or something mm-hmm. like that. And you no. kind of go, that seems not like George Clooney's tone of voice. And then yeah, I could see him sing. Well, maybe in a role. What's weird, so there is this New Yorker article that everyone out there should read about. It, it covers some similar things to what we're going to cover today. But it's weird how similar the experience in the article was to what i had thought and kind of prepared to say here because it is like you see all these signs all over the city and you're like wow someone's really hitting the pavement and then you leave to visit somewhere and you see Shenyun posters elsewhere like you were just saying yeah and you're like, like "There's little those. college town indiana and then so now the joke is that they advertise so well people have started noticing this and it's become a meme which is the funny you know, NASA's getting ready to launch the, the web telescope and, like, previewing the, for what they expect to see and, like, it's showing the shenyun poster way out mm. in deep space. It's like a shenyun billboard on Mars. And- well, now they've started pushing the dance element of it a lot, that it's, the dance is a big part of the show.
0: And I don't know exactly if it's always, I feel like it's always been a part of the show, just maybe not as promoted, because I've got the sense that the dance and the music was conceived at the same time when mm-hmm. they made the show and the show's fairly yeah. new it's only been around since what 2006 six, six? Six, early 2000s six, yeah which seven is, was their first tour or six that was the first yeah
1: st- it could be that the dance maybe was promoted on the tv ads because i know all three of us, i don't think all, any of us have cable no i don't being reasonable human beings under the age of 40 so we made a field trip we took a little podcast field trip And what a field trip it was! Doing our due diligence as journalists.
0: (laughs) I use that term very lightly, although we are trying very hard to be very ethical about this. Uh, No, not me. Well, no, well, we're yeah, Spencer isn't. But so we decided that the only way to talk about this fairly was to see the production and experience it. Sadly, tickets are a shit ton of money. We only had enough left in our budget to buy one, and we're a funded podcast. (laughs) We're not a
1: sponsored
0: podcast. But but technically, the
1: Juilliard School did pay for one host to go see Shen Yun.
0: And I was the lucky recipient of that (laughs) ticket, just like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. (laughs) The other tricky part of this was that it was not in New York City. It was in Newark, New Jersey. But so we we packed up, got on the train, went to Newark. The plan was I was going to go in, watch the the whole show. You, Will, and Spencer were going to interview the crowd so I, I I was excited originally, and then I heard that the show was v- beautiful in terms of... That's what every, everything I hear about the show is always some sort form of, it's so beautiful. The dancing is wonderful.
1: And that, that's actually what Spencer and I found, too, when we were talking to people. I mean, I think, what, 80% or something? Every,
2: everyone enjoyed it. Everyone thought it was beautiful.
1: Or I mean, it, Even going in, people were mm-hmm. just saying, like, oh, yeah, I heard it's supposed to be, like, really really beautiful dancing it's really supposed to be and they had actually no you could tell there was really no idea what was going to happen
2: which to me is the most fascinating part that someone would pay 90 or 160 dollars to go see a show they have no idea about it's tough to get
1: me out of the apartment to go see something i like
2: yeah So these people are lunatics. That's what we know. We
1: went up, we were asking people outside, have you seen an orchestra show before or a dance show? show?" Yeah, before the show. Almost all of them said, no, this is my first time. And we said, what made you go see this as your first one? And they said, I see the ads everywhere. One woman said like, I see it on the highway, on the train, at the grocery store and stuff. She said all these places. And she was like, so I just figured, I guess I gotta go. Yeah, the ads are
2: are as much a part of the orchestra as the strings. (laughs)
1: Yeah, And according to, well, we'll get to this, but that's truer than we realize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, inside, it was a very, very, seemingly very broad range of audience members. I would say typical audience. From the minute the curtain goes up to when the curtain closed, it was a very tightly run show. There's about 15 different dances between each dance, before before each dance piece Two hosts would come out and say a quick note on what following dance meant, a little backstory, which I thought was, there's things you needed to fill in so the audience can enjoy it more. And I was like, that's that's a that's a good way to approach it. When they opened the curtain, there was just fog rolling off the stage into the pit, into the <laughs> instrumentalists. And it's just, everyone's posed on stage. And I was immediately excited because it was like, oh, this is going to be something really Some neat. Some production value. Exactly. Speaking of the production value, is they why it was also very easy to switch from dance piece to dance piece because there was no set. The whole set was projected behind the dancers. And what was interesting is they would have the dancers come in and out of the screen, meaning they would jump down in front of it and be out of sight when the videoed dancer character would come up from the bottom of the screen. And it created this illusion like they were walking in and out. Some of the dances would have multiple scenes, meaning the lights would go out and then come back on when they're, when they're reset. But the curtain only ever came down when the dance was ending. So that did make it pretty clear and easy to know when something was finished. Because some of the dances, you might not get a sense of the ending without that. Some other ones were fairly how's, clear. How so? Uh,
1: Lack of... Like it wasn't a plot. Really, more, was there it was, it was
0: a plot, but I think more maybe lack of knowing the full story it's based on. <laughs> it was very very structured. The first half was speaking dance, speaking dance, speaking dance, speaking. You know, intermission, and then the same thing, and then it ended.
1: Since we're a music podcast, let's. How was the? Yeah, we do claim that a lot. How was <laughs> we, do, we
2: how, do make that disproportionately?
1: Un- <laughs> how was un- the music overall? I'm being honest. Because was, what we should say is it's impossible, impossible to find. A sample of the Shen Yun performance as it exists live oh, online. Yeah. There's music in the advertising, but I don't think it's actually music from the show. I think on the Shen Yun site. I
0: I oh, might. they have samples? I think so. Interesting. Okay. The music, if I'm being honest, was surprisingly lackluster. And I mean, it it was Okay. The orchestra consisted of standard orchestra setup plus varying Chinese instruments. And I believe they have resident composers that arrange and write these pieces for the orchestra. I got the impression that the dance was the most important part, which is interesting to me that it started out promoting the orchestra because it definitely did not feel like an orchestra concert in that the orchestration, the music was very bland and was pretty much there to just serve the dancing. So the orchestra, it wasn't bad per se the playing was okay it didn't seem like the music seemed that it was super difficult and the orchestration was so flat very much this is going to happen in this area of the orchestra every time it happens and you didn't have any type of variation to even make the dancing more interesting so There's the dancing like
2: intro to orchestration orchestrating
0: yes yes so the the production really was hinging on the dance and the spectacle so if you
1: were saying like what What composer's orchestration does this sound like? Your answer would be yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I I chapter one of something.
1: Yeah, it was Samuel Adler's orchestration book. (laughs) 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 From what you're saying, he would be insulted to (laughs) be
0: probably, probably. And that was interesting too, because it was it really did promote the five thousand years of Chinese culture. It seemed to rely very much on a Western sounding orchestra. They only use the Chinese 300 instruments. 300 years of Western yeah, sound. It was interesting. Packed <laughs> into 5,000 years of culture. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like the orchestra was there to support the, the traditional Chinese instruments. They were just, it sounded like if someone was writing music that they wanted to sound Chinese, but weren't being authentic.
1: And that was music. a point in the, so it, there's this New York article. Who was the author again?
2: Gia Tolentino.
1: Gia Tolentino. What's weird, so there is this New Yorker article that everyone out there should read about. It, it covers some similar things to what we're going to cover today. Yeah. We're piggybacking on a lot of their hard work. It's a
0: great article. But we did
1: do some of our own. But She's one great. one of her points was that it seems that some of the the success or some of the um, lackluster playing that you're describing, they get away with that because a lot of American audiences aren't super familiar with what actually is Authentic Chinese culture. So anything that's presented, they'll go, Yeah, that was pretty authentic. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it I sounded think it's fair. Chinesey or Asian-y or something, <laughs> like
2: like when you get Chinese food, it feels like it's not American, I guess. <laughs> and it's better than I can do. So fortune cookies. Yeah, fortune yes, cookies are actually not Chinese like food. They are American. Yeah, you, you, per- don't get China, you don't get that. fortune cookies at Burger King. Therefore, no. they're Chinese. That's just uh, like pizza. Just like pizza. And
0: and I think you're distracted because you're watching the dancing. You know, and you're not <laughs> yeah. really paying attention to how the music's. And most people don't really have an ear for that. The dancing, I will say, was pretty impressive.
1: I would still be curious to hear. A professional dancer's opinion of what happens. Because I'm not a dancer.
0: I mean, (laughs) most
1: audience members, there weren't musicians, and we're saying, yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible music. And we're going, yeah, it's actually kind of not that great. It's pretty like a college freshman could do that. That's a good point. Yeah, a dancer Chinese into a
2: stock music website.
1: Yeah, and so the dancing Mm, could be the same story. We don't know. That being said, if you want to know what the the experience was like, yeah, it was, would you say it was entertaining? Oh, so that's good. this is what uh, my very good friend, Evan Fisk, an amazing dancer. He is currently performing in Sleep No More. He's really cool. He knows a lot about dance and this is what he had to say.
3: Um, yeah. So I, I took a look at those videos that you sent me. And I mean, I know about the company just through their Numerous ads and I have never actually seen them before, but I've seen commercials and trailers. And I mean, the thing that I always think is that it's, it's such a spectacle that no matter what state of mind you're in when you see it, it's just going to be incredible because the unison is so tight. The, the tricks are so fantastic and things like that. But there's really just no freedom of expression. And there's so many things going on that I feel like if you actually stripped it away, The choreography is not that exciting. It's just impressive. I mean, I hate to say that something doesn't have artistic merit, but I think that there's not a lot of maybe thought behind the things other than the fact that it needs to be impressive and in unison, almost like a military group is going to be, since that's probably what the interest of the audience there is going to be, judging from the fact that The person that they ended up showing at the end of one of the videos, I mean, it's probably somebody important that I should know, but they were in full military gear or getup. Yeah, so maybe not a company I'm going to be jumping at auditioning for, but certainly impressive, and if it was a free ticket, I would go to see it. So the music's
1: fine. mm -hmm. The dancing is beautiful. Now let's skip to the organ harvesting. (laughs) (laughs) The organ harvesting of young students. I don't know if there's organ harvesting this... Oh, I there. there is. It, one of the dances is supposed to represent organ harvesting.
0: Yeah. Okay, then they took her eyes, but I'll get to that.
2: Tell us about the organ harvesting now.
0: So this is where,
2: if you did It sounds
1: like one of the things we use as a joke in other episodes. Yeah,
0: but it's real.
1: Because that's our <laughs>
0: improv style? <laughs> this is... A repeat not improv. This yeah. is a real factual this thing. This is that not
1: happens. yes and organ harvesting. <clears throat> this is straight up dance yep. pantomime organ harvesting. That's like the Twila thing, right? Organ harvesting. Oh, or I
2: what? thought it was more like a Martha Graham thing. Yeah, I don't know. And now I'm I don't know, out distance. of dance references. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so surprised that most audience still didn't f- remember this when they were giving advice to others ago, saying the music was beautiful, the dancing was beautiful, the costumes beautiful. Keep an eye out for the beating of the woman in one of the dances. But that never seems to come up. And now, granted, I know people don't know a lot of the backstory, but it did seem to stand out as a little different in in style from the rest of the show. Nothing up to this point gave any indication that this was going to go this way or that this was going to happen. It was pretty much plopped right in the middle of very, very simple stories, such as people fighting off uh, a villain from some folklore tale. It basically starts out with some younger, it was like a a younger woman. And it was definitely, it was the first piece set in modern time. And there were only two.
1: So we have progressed in the first half from 5,000 years ago to 1970s, 80s.
0: Out of nowhere. And then it goes back again. There's only Mm -hmm. two dances that are set in modern times. And interestingly enough, they're the two most bizarre. The young woman, it appears to be a woman Practicing a faith, and suddenly she is abducted by clearly communist members and taken to a uh, taken to a compound where they just begin to beat her during the dance. I mean, it's this is all choreographed, but they're, it's very clear they're they're beating her. And then a doctor comes in. It gives the impression he's going to do something to her head. You don't see what's happening. The lights cut out. Another one of those multi-scenes, mm-hmm. and when it comes back up, they let her out of the complex, and she is blind. So they're either implying that they blinded her, they took her eyes. They may have harvested other organs, but it wasn't clear. So that's why I don't, I don't know if this is the, the same scene I think there might be referenced. other dance
1: numbers where there's, because this is something other people have mentioned. That's,
0: yeah, so I think they do change it, and this was very clear that it was showing a, the repression of this religion, and one of the other followers comforted her, and then the curtain came down, and everyone is clapping normally like every other dance piece, and I'm sitting there like, "What did I just watch?"
1: So as it turns out, Shen Yun is the cultural outreach arm of a religious sect from China called Falun Dafa, which has often been described as a cult, though it is not necessarily that, uh regardless of what you you think about them. Shenyun is essentially an effort to expose the audience to some religious, philosophical, and political ideals of an organization that they don't realize they're buying tickets to see. Correct. This brings us to the meat of the episode. <laughs> so let's un let's unpack all this. Our very own Spencer learned to read for this episode. It's, it's is it a religion? It's essentially,
0: a, it's a it's a would you say it's yeah. a religion?
1: Okay, so it's a set of yeah.
2: philosophical Fal- ideas. Falun Dafa or Falun Gong, they use the terms interchangeably. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a religion. It's um, sort of a combination of Buddhism, Taoism, uh, Tai Chi. I guess a, a lot of the the practices. Maybe. Well, this isn't from tai Wikipedia. Chi. This is this is me.
0: So he doesn't need to so send
2: your hate mail to Spencer, send your hate mail for me to Will. Well, on the, you know, on the, on the website, it says Falun Dafa is a, is a discipline in which assimilation to the highest qualities of the universe, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is the foundation of practice. It, you know, it, it's essentially like a cult. Well, that,
1: well, I mean, no, that, I that mean, didn't
2: sound
0: like it just sounds ambiguous. What does that
2: mean?
1: So and Spencer, this you, is,
2: this you is, read the this, this, this is a theme. This is a theme in, in the writings is that it's there's a lot of ambiguity and sort of like meaninglessness. So just so uh, it's
1: clear for everybody, Spencer,
2: I set upon reading Zuan Falun. This is one of the books that everyone practicing Falun Dafa, which is all of the performers in the orchestra and and the show, have to read. Okay, so a little bit of background on the book it seems to have been written. In like the early 2000s by Li Hongzhi, who is the founder of the whole religion and also the artistic director of Shenyun,
1: Wasn't it founded in the 90s? Yeah, something like that. Oh, so he wrote it later. He wrote
2: it. He wrote it. Well, I don't know that he wrote it later because it's composed of nine talks, but the book is 200 pages long. So even if each talk was just a talk, it's a really long talk. They, Li Hongzhi is the founder. Yeah, Li Hongzhi, and he and he wrote the book or gave the lectures. I I don't know if he if he gave them in Chinese or English or if they were translated into English. They're either poorly translated or he's a poor speaker, or um, I mean, it sounds like someone's talking, but it sounds like someone not very smart is talking. <laughs>
0: So you're getting the impression like that he, someone's he, speaking, but he, someone's either not translating it correctly, or... Yeah, somewhere... So some somewhere, of the
2: sentences don't parse or something? So, yeah, somewhere between him talking and me reading, there's someone who's functionally illiterate doing some work. <laughs> and it could be you. It could be <laughs> it me. could be you. I, like Will said, I did to learn fair, how to read yeah, for we... this. Um <laughs>
1: And I, st- I still, so still an, want to say this, Spencer, thing, you are but... an inspiration.
0: <laughs> I mean, to go from...
1: <laughs> to think that three weeks ago, you and me doing C-Spot Run and then you crying in the bathtub. I mean,
2: he worked his works way up to oh, 10
0: word sentences today. So that, That's... <laughs> that was impressive enough.
2: <laughs> I'll give you some examples of this. I mean, the, 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 whole, bo- the whole book is just... Um, it's just rambly and like. Let me let me let me start with some the some of the really good quotes. After our falun dafa students cultivate a while, the way they look changes a lot. Also, the way ol- they look. Yeah,
1: not the way they see the world. The way they look.
2: The way they physically appear. Oh. Also, older women are likely to get their period back because a practice that cultivates both your nature and longevity needs to have the key qi. Of essence and blood to cultivate longevity, they'll get their period, but it won't be too heavy. They'll have just a little bit at this stage, only the amount that's needed. The amount I'm that's period needed changing. for this what? No, like like, that's just, no, a, I weird know. It's just point. a very
0: specific <laughs> yeah, point. I, I, to I, dedicate I love religious... the detail.
2: It's but it but it won't be like it right really in that petty. Goldilocks zone. This one's great. It should be said. This guy Li Zi is incredibly skeptical of science in general. In Africa, there's the Gabon Republic, which has uranium ore. It's a country that's pretty underdeveloped, and they don't have the capacity to extract the uranium themselves, so they export the ore to developed countries. In 1972, a plant in France imported that uranium ore, and after chemical analysis, they found that the uranium ore had already been tapped and used. Why is this in a religious text? You'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) they thought it was strange and so they sent over some scientists and technical personnel to make an on-site investigation scientists from a lot of countries went there to investigate they eventually verified that the uranium ore mine was a large-scale nuclear reactor and the layout was really technically sound there's no way even us modern folks could create something like that so when was it built? 2 billion years ago Is he talking
1: about the natural nuclear reactor? There is a thing in Africa that there's just like this little coincidence of chemical deposits in the ground so that the uranium actually does it's like a thing. They know why it works But it's clearly, it's not man-made no, and it doesn't. It doesn't make it to like the. It doesn't refine the. Is it refining the uranium? Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Oh, I think refine. So. That's a scientifically known thing, though. Why that works? Anyway, go that, ahead. No,
2: that makes a lot of sense because a lot of what he talks about, it sounds like something he saw on this on the Discovery Channel and misinterpreted. So he writes, two billion years ago, and it operated for five hundred thousand years. These numbers are just astronomical. There's no way to explain it with Darwin's theory of evolution. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? I don't. Okay, I don't so think it does that. That was his best. So that's his that argument was his against best evolution. Best takedown of evolution. um Also, he he likes to say nowadays a lot. Everything he talks about, it never used to be this way.
0: So you're getting a sense that it's very much
2: someone who's sundown modern yeah.
0: versus tradition.
2: No, more just like an older person who just can't believe that he has to like deal with gay people now.
0: Oh, that's... Um, Okay.
2: Nowadays, it doesn't stop at people just being controlled by greed. Some people will even stop at no evil and do anything for money. They murder innocent people, hire people to kill, engage in homosexuality, do drugs, you name it. There's all kind of stuff.
0: I would take money to do drugs. (laughs) You would take money to do drugs. Who's going to pay you for that? Okay, so they Um,
1: don't like... They don't like uh, killing... But that's I mean, I think we all agree on we don't like killing. Yeah. I think but it they also, really depends. They don't on like who's being killed. I can't. <laughs> they don't like I can't. And they also don't like homosexuality or or drugs. Okay. Yeah.
2: He mentions this in a later talk. It's like the exact paragraph. Like he just repeats himself. Oh. Just okay. just over and over. If if he edited the book down, like you could easily cut it in half and lose nothing. He also gets really annoyed when people do his religion wrong went. So like a lot, a lot of the books, just him complaining about people who like don't get it and they're not into it enough.
0: And this is considered a religious text.
2: Oh yeah.
1: I mean, Jesus kind of complained about that. Yeah. And this guy is <laughs> he was like, no, you don't get it. It's simpler. Don't
0: just think, don't no. be a
1: dick.
2: I think that no, was here. Here you go. To be honest, when some people are doing their Qigong, which is like the Tai Chi exercises, who knows what they're doing. They'll be exercising away, swinging their bodies all around, and at the same time going off about things. Ah, that daughter-in-law of mine has no respect for me. My mother-in-law is such a wretch. He hates women. But
4: Yeah, those are two very strangely specific (laughs) examples.
2: Yeah, so you really get the sense that a lot of it's just like thinly veiled autobiography. (laughs) Where did you find this text? On the Falun Dafa website. So
1: this is straight
0: from... The source right from yeah. their website, so anyone
1: can go read this, and yeah,
2: yeah, no one should. It's a, an enormous no, waste every, of time. Everyone should well, of I get out I, for themselves. Let yeah. me
0: interject real quick. <sighs> I, I just wanted to say that regardless of my personal feelings or anyone else's personal feelings about religion, everyone is allowed to believe or not believe or partake in any religion that they choose. Where I take issue is when the negative aspects of any religion are what's actively engaged by the members. This isn't a takedown of religion. This is a discussion of what the actual story behind this concert is.
1: Just because this is a religious group, whether you agree with it or not, has no bearing on one's enjoyment of the show. You know, Mormon Tabernacle Choir, they do... Great work, and people love them. And
2: You would see the Mormon Tabernacle Choir?
1: I mean, probably not. I'm just not interested in most things. But
0: Well, there's tons of concerts sponsored by yeah. Catholic churches, Orchestra Christian churches. Te- are they
1: technically affiliated with... Uh,
0: I don't know at this point. A lot of
1: choirs are religiously affiliated. And to be
0: fair, a lot of those points are in a lot of mainstream religions. Christianity... Sure. Though, though not in... Not most Christians, it's not in practice, but the
1: reason that this is um interesting is Falun Gong came into being sometime in the uh, latter half of the twentieth century. essentially, it took off like a rocket in China to the point that the communist government got a little nervous about how much people were liking it and were worried about there being a little bit more enthusiasm and or loyalty to that religion uh, than the government again everything that we're talking about a little bit of conjecture and anecdote because both the chinese government and uh, fallandofa don't really have a track record of backing up their information Hard evidence or facts. (laughs) You
0: may have have already said this, but Falun Gong is the same as Falun Dafa. They are the same. Yeah,
1: it's just two words. Essentially, at a certain point, the Chinese government banned Falun Dafa from China. I believe they wanted to arrest Li Hongji, but he had already moved to New York. So it's banned there. Falun Dafa's side of the story is uh, to this day, practitioners in China. Are arrested and rounded up and have their organs harvested. Although apparently, whether or not there's ever really been a recorded case of anyone dying in Chinese custody because of that is up for questioning. It's uh, unclear.
0: Yeah, but it's also it's it's ambiguous because the the Chinese government isn't doesn't have a squeaky clean track record for human rights. Yeah, so yeah.
1: it's it leaves it up. Happening. We're not saying that they're wrong for saying this or anything. We're just saying. It is, it's unclear what the truth is because this group does tend to communicate their beliefs through propaganda and... One thing you should, that, that's worth remembering, whatever claims they make that may or may not be true... That the, what the audience doesn't really know that they're si- signing up for when they buy a ticket to this and what they're really seeing on stage. Oh, oh I, I knew. That's why I went. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> regardless of your opinion on it you should know like you said well you should know what you're supporting whether right. or not you think that this has ulterior motives like or if it is really authentically believed by the creator and the pr- practitioners biggest issue that i have is that not only do you not have a clear sense of what you are supporting you don't even really get a clear sense of what's being promoted during the show so it's almost like it's a little brainwashy. It's, it's a little, it, it, it leans more in that direction than I would feel anyway comfortable with.
2: But it's like too vague and confusing to actually wash <laughs> exactly. your brain. Yeah, well,
1: it's more like a brain rinse. Here's the <laughs> to,
0: it's Like a brain spritz. Well, yeah. Like how you, how you like rinse spritz. mushrooms. What really gave me that sense of this vague promotion of an underlying message More than anything else, even when the dances went into the most extreme, it was the two, the only two non-dance pieces in the show. And it was, the first one was a soprano singer, accompanied by a pianist, and a baritone singer, also accompanied by a pianist. So it was played off as being just a soloist performing. I believe they're singing in Chinese, and they did project the translation. And the translation sounded like it was taken straight from the religious texts. And it discussed things as science is evil, basically that the creator will save everyone. It was very much this expression of rejecting a lot of modern notions. And I might be very oversimplifying this, but even not knowing the backstory, there was no way to take the text and interpret it in any other way than proselytizing.
2: You think people weren't picking
0: up on that? I think people picked up on it, but I think a lot of Western audiences might not be accustomed to Chinese, not, culture. to Chinese culture. And I think it it could have been dismissed as being a text from a poem. I think that it would be surprising to to not have been a little put off, but I could see why people would leave and maybe throw those in the back of their mind because it did happen out of nowhere and it was only two segments yeah i think think
1: think the reaction might just be oh that's what they believe there yeah Mm -hmm. or something because i think most people in the audience are just going i think i think the image that shen yun is putting out is this is what china thinks you know that whole billion people this is what they all think,
0: or, least least or believe, what, or what you know. exactly. China should think, and religious. Because they do make it very clear that it's this is not allowed in in China. the
1: show, but in the advertisements that what that you get when you're being
0: oh yes they make it even Yes, right. it does. It doesn't. And
1: it. they do apparently tailor the show to where they're touring because there are and si- there's six troops. <laughs> yes. Essentially, and they came out and said
2: hello, Newark. <laughs> 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 actually are happened? you no. ready to <laughs> cleanse your souls <laughs> <laughs> oh, so but, but, that strangely you, would have been less jarring for me <laughs> before you go on to that since you just brought up the singers can I read this quote about singing sure. from the Shen Yun website okay ancient Chinese theater and early European opera shared the same singing technique believed to be produ- believed to produce the most beautiful and pure tone of voice. Today, however, the true bel canto technique for singing in the upper register has been lost in Europe. In China as well, it is now impossible to find a singer who has truly mastered this ancient method of bel canto. Only Shen Yun singers are now u- again using this traditional and ancient technique on the modern stage. Their ability to perform bel canto while retaining perfect Chinese diction is likewise unparalleled
1: (laughs) so for those listening at home people who might not be as well versed in opera history uh, and don't know off the top of their heads what bel canto means just take a second i want you to concoct an opera singer singing in your mind right now that's bel canto since uh 1830 40 it is certainly not ancient
2: no it's (laughs) not
0: definitely not forgotten
1: (laughs) no it's
2: pretty much uh, there, there are some great great bel canto singers
0: was the singing
1: it, particularly high or different than... Because they did say it was in the high re- register. And it doesn't pertain to a specific register.
0: No, yeah. the singing seemed fairly... It, it seemed like if you were listening to someone singing an Italian opera.
1: This might be a good jumping off point to to uh, some research that we conducted. Can I say I conducted? Yeah. A former member of of, the, of Shen Yun... You got
0: a problem with the the episode, Ginger? What's your note? She just wants more pets. That's the note.
4: <laughs>
0: oh! <laughs> that was the that cutest was, thing I might cute. have ever seen. Maybe she has to put. We might need to take a little break. Okay. We can. I think it might be a good spot to take a break because I'm excited to get into it. You want to take a little break? Yeah. yeah. Let's
1: take a little break. Let's do an ad spot.
0: A lot of ear training. Please sponsor us. Please
1: sponsor us.
0: That was beautiful. The dog being tortured. I know, I love it. It makes it even better. The dog can't handle it. I'll auto tune in. I think we could get Squarespace, especially if we tell them that we use their website service. We're like, we use them for our stuff.
1: All right. Okay, uh, so we're back. We're back. Um, so I guess the question is, like, why are we looking into all of their beliefs? It doesn't really have much bearing on the, the performance, uh, although it actually does. It does. So we, now, if, if you were if you were seeing the New
2: York Phil and then found out that it was completely funded by the Westboro Baptist Church,
0: you would feel differently about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I so, think this is where we <laughs> transition from the factual reporting to. Flat-out commentary, because I'm ready to discuss this. No, not (laughs) yet.
1: So we... And it's not just that they're funded by this organization. It's how deeply uh, these beliefs run throughout uh, the performing organization. Uh, We actually were fortunate enough to talk with a former member of Shenyun. This is Will's get. Um, Credit.
0: Credit. Props.
1: They uh, spoke to us under condition of anonymity. So... Uh, we won't be giving any specific details about, out about their position or involvement with the orchestra. They requested anonymity uh, because they were worried about possible civil action or some, some kind of. Some yeah, some kind of pushback from their former employer. We asked them some just basic questions about how many members of, of the orchestra and the dance company followed the, the religious practices and um, some some other questions about if they had ever met the founder in any way uh, and perhaps if they had ever been asked to read any literature or anything like that. Um, because going into this interview, I, I had been informed uh, by this person and, and the person who introduced me to them that many of the musicians are not necessarily brought up being felonned off of followers or they, you know, they're music school people who find this as a job opportunity and, and go into it. What became apparent in their answers, and this is all pulled straight from their responses to, to our questions, is that anyone who wants to perform with this group Essentially, must become a full-fledged practitioner of the the religion. Basically, joining the group, you're brought to their campus. Uh, they have one in upstate New York. I think there might be others, but I'm not sure. That was the original campus. Yeah. Essentially, it has it's it's a a grounds that has a high school and a college and facilities for. The musicians and dancers and the people who work for Falun Dafa and Shen Yun. So for the audition, they encourage them to read their religious text, Zhuan Falun, which we just talked about, so that they would already be a Falun Dafa practitioner upon auditioning. So apparently, all it takes is having read the the text. Very mean,
2: low bar. Does that
0: mean you're a practitioner? So you are a now a practitioner, in? Spencer. Or practitioner.
2: Guys, we have to stop this episode. <laughs> you- Wait, did you didn't <laughs> you- read all of it?
0: Though, so maybe you're.
1: <laughs> They, they apparently did ask multiple times as if, if this was something they were comfortable with. Um, okay, so, so it wasn't
0: really coerced. It was correct. pretty clear from the beginning. I think okay.
1: maybe they didn't fully understand the level of commitment that they would be partaking in. And the contract actually apparently doesn't have anything in it about being a musician. <laughs> it only says that they have to practice Falun Dafa and behave like a Falun Dafa practitioner. For example, no smoking drugs or alcohol.
0: Why be a musician then?
1: <laughs> so you're expected to participate in religious activities and if you do not you are looked down upon by the other members and the higher ups who might be authentic members and not mm-hmm. just for the purposes
2: of a gig members.
1: <laughs> Every day the orchestra reads from the religious text for an hour as a group and uh, does an hour of meditation exercises together. Again, for something that's funded by a group that's nothing too out of the ordinary. You know, if you if your child goes to a parochial school, there's probably going to be a theology class and those kinds of things. It does seem, two hours a day does seem like kind of a lot, but yeah. moving on to the, the more extreme stuff. As they put it, uh, the religious texts are a mixture of Buddhist and Taoist ideas. You hit it right on the head, Spencer. Oh, right, with anti-communism mixed in since Dafa practitioners are heavily persecuted against in China. The texts contain things like how atheism and evolution are evil, the, that science was brought to Earth by aliens, and that homosexuality is evil.
0: All
2: true. The,
1: the science being brought to Earth by aliens is <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs>
0: but to clarify, it's, it's positioned in a negative way, from what I understand, is that science was brought by aliens to harm us. It's not yeah. that we were enlightened by the aliens from what I gathered from right when you right. were it's not for explaining our the text.
1: So Spencer the, the text actually is a transcription of lectures because um newcomers are expected to attend something called 9-day lecture where you spend 2 hours a day in a small room watching the founder of Falun Dafa uh speak. Uh it's exactly the same as the Juan sorry, Juan Falun, and they try to expose you to their ideas as much as possible. There's a conference, uh, a yearly conference for Falun Dafa, attended by thousands of practitioners uh, from all over the world, and the musicians are expected to attend. So if you get a program when you go to a Shenyun concert, there's a a whole passage about the music director or artistic director, uh, DF, which is actually an alias as this person put it, for Li Ji, who's the, the founder. Of the religion.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're one and the same.
1: Yes. And apparently they saw him at the campus almost every day. They said though, working with the conductor is like working with any other conductor. And, you know, there are musicians there who were in a similar position to them. That being said, there are a lot of people who are true believers, so to speak, in the orchestra, so the the contract requires. They said this was something they found weird and still doesn't make sense. They require the musicians to be on campus for eight hours a day. Work hours are one p.m. to nine p.m., even if there are no rehearsals. Uh, with one day off a week, you still have to be there for eight hours a day. Uh, you can do whatever you want in that time on campus practicing playing pool working out if you're not in rehearsal but you have to be there half the other thing that's interesting and this is what I found particularly interesting with what you had to say about the performance is half of the orchestra is our students from the high school or college that uh Falun Dafa operates so the playing level of the musicians is incredibly mixed and they actually don't allow the students to play any music written after the 1900s, I don't know if that refers to the uh, 20th century or like the 19 aughts. So in the, in the opinion of this person, uh, the people of Shenyun, Yun, and I, I think they mean of Falun Dafa, firmly believe that their show saves people. However, but they value the fact that one is a Dafa practitioner more than they value their musical ability. And that's coming from someone who performed with them after oh i didn't even notice this before after the shows all the dancers and musicians are assigned a job to do to help strike the pit and stage so they're definitely not union <laughs> yeah
0: that's it's pretty clear
1: i'm surprised they don't run into problems at union houses we saw them at nj pack that would that must have uh
0: and i wonder if any of the musicians hmm. are part of the musicians union because probably... I probably doubt it. It sounds like it's the tone mm, to me yeah.
1: sounded like they recruit from recent grads for their non before
0: they've been, before right. they've joined any type of,
1: um, and, and these aren't pushover players. They're no slouches. The, the contact of mine who introduced me is a very well-established musician, really serious player. And they met them over 10 years ago at the Aspen festival. So they were participating and I mean, are still in some pretty serious music making. Well, and you know, clearly the
2: the only the only way they could perform and and get through big shows like they do is to have uh, ringers, you know. And it sounds I like asked that's about, that's what they do.
1: Actually, so they weren't a ringer. They were they were there for real. But but they were effectively a ringer. In a way, I asked about getting subs and. I I asked, you know, does the orchestra inform people that by even affiliating yourself temporarily with one of with this group that you might run into some trouble with the Chinese government? Just something that I would worry about. I'm not sure if that would happen, but something that would be on my mind. And they said that they don't ever call for subs. If a player cannot play for some reason, which is very rare, they distribute that person's part among the other instruments.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So they like reorchestrate on the spot.
0: So they do, they don't bring in any individuals that have not necessarily gone through the they won't orientation bring anyone process. outside
1: So they're sacrificing the, what musical quality there is in favor of keeping it, you know, within the group, which again, that's not really something that's a mark against them. It's how they operate their, their group. However, if they are selling themselves as the greatest uh, organization of their type around, that's, well, here's
2: instead of just
1: the orchestral propaganda arm of a religion
2: that's only thirty years old. Exactly. I actually
1: mm-hmm. asked, and there there is just there does seem to be a darker side to this. I asked, and I just used this word as kind of a, a catch-all. I just said, "Do you have any fun anecdotes to share?" Meaning interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. unfortunately, their reaction was just they said, "I don't have any fun anecdotes. My coworkers are." All homophobic, racist against people who are not Caucasian or Asian, and very conservative slash traditional. I have a lot of anecdotes of them being incredibly bigoted, but nothing I
0: would consider fun. So the answer was yes. <laughs> but <laughs> well it seems like it definitely provoked a very strong response yeah. being asked that question. I didn't get yeah. any I asked for a
1: specific, I didn't get anything back, just I got the impression that maybe it would have been a bit of a an emotional rabbit hole for them to dig themselves down into
0: what's interesting. That is, that's definitely like you mentioned an anecdotal response, but it does seem to tie in with the publicly available belief system in terms of at least the homophobia. I don't know if the, the, it addresses anything in regards to racism. There's
2: homophobia. There's all the other things. According to the the, the the New Yorker article, generally generally that's
1: according to the New Yorker article. It said that one of the beliefs is in the afterlife. The races are separated. Well, Well, that's just science. Everyone knows that.
0: To touch on something real quick that I was thinking about actually reading that article is the mention that there's a belief that the Chinese government is sending people to the actual concerts. And I was wondering (laughs) if when you had that run-in, I won't say run-in, but when you had that conversation with one of the... Well,
1: so basically what happened is Spencer and I were outside the hall at intermission. We had been having dinner at the restaurant right next to New Jersey Performing Arts And we saw Michael let us know intermission was going on. So we went to meet him and ask how things were going. And while we were there, we had our Zoom recorder with us. And we just asked a few people, did you enjoy the show? You know, how's it been going? Really just to get people's reactions. And by the time we got to the second or third person that we'd been talking to, uh, we were approached and interrupted by someone wearing a lanyard a lanyard badge that showed they were affiliated
2: from the from Shenyun. they
1: instantly started asking us excuse me what are you doing here uh and the tone of it I'm not sure if it'll if it translates into the recording that we took but the body language read very much as instantly hyper defensive worried about what we're doing there and I simply said you know we're from radio show we're not going to broadcast actually I said we're not going to broadcast this
0: oh that's true
2: (laughs) but in, in fairness she knew that we were lying yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was clear by her the look in her eyes she could tell yeah so but it doesn't matter we're
1: completely allowed to record and broadcast that yeah we we were in a in they don't own that hall and we were in the lobby yeah so anyway we um they said okay we continued speaking with someone else and about 10 seconds later another an associate of hers came back over and said what are you doing here? Can you tell us again what you're doing here? Can you please go through this? Like, And they were very, very concerned that we were even asking any questions. So there's a lot of secrecy, or at least there's this sense of not wanting to share, which, you know, based on the Shenyun narrative, it could be that they're worried that there are people gathering information on them or following them. So, you know, they could have really felt justified in being nervous about somebody with a recording device asking questions. However, from our perspective, it seemed a lot more like we don't want
0: anyone talking about what goes on here. Well, that's the question I was thinking about that. Bringing that point is that it was—it's very hard to suss out if the individuals that are at the very local level of the concert and the the people running it are very much in the know of the type of press they want, and if they've been instructed with those type of motives, or if, like you mentioned, they really do believe that there is some type of covert information gathering by the chinese government it seems to me that it has
1: a lot more to do with controlling the narrative because if you look at what advertising and content and critical content is available there's almost nothing that's not produced by them yeah you go on youtube there's nothing there are, it's a ghost
2: there, <laughs> there's yeah. really nothing just like the posters like you walk around seeing these posters for years there's no it's info. just like do other people see them? Is this real? We can't use it's,
1: that that's from <laughs> it's in The New Yorker article.
2: It it is, but I think it's a really it's a common sentiment. I mean, like how many times did you see that poster You're just like a giant orchestra, one of the biggest orchestras in the world that I've never heard of outside of this poster? Is this a real thing?
1: Oh, I know. And I w- I actually did. I was like, uh, did I miss something? Is this like a famous school or like a it's so confusing right. because the other thing about the posters for some reason i got like kind of a at least early on i got kind of like a you know one of those offshoot subway ad schools that's kind of like central methodist college of uh-huh. urban support of manhattan mm-hmm. there's like yeah. five ofs in the name of the college mm-hmm. it kind of had something like that about it and i was like oh maybe it's like some outreach thing or like a children's orchestra or something because of how weird like the advertising was just eye catching with no info.
0: Well, I also get the impression because the marketing is so is so widespread that you almost get a sense of feeling like you should have seen this.
1: And yeah. especially because I mean, can we talk about when there is information on the advertisements? It's almost a little bit unbelievable. Like literally mm-hmm. not literally not credible like it started after a while introducing quotes on the posters like the the one that I find the most the quote I find the most ridiculous is apparently Ken Wells who is a former lead dancer of the English National Ballet. I think they might be banking on the fact that most people don't know credentials or pedigree of the English National Ballet. I don't. Maybe they're amazing. I don't. I have no clue. He called it absolutely the number one show in the world. I mean, I've seen you two live. That was they... pretty great.
0: Oh, that's not. Uh, please uh, use an example. You don't like you two? Uh.
1: Oh,
2: you're one of those people. Whatever. Yeah. Joshua Tree is great. Go fuck yourself. You too. Do you actually believe that?
0: Yeah. Awesome. Oh, and then they put, then Apple put that free, I know. free download on your phone. Apple well, did that it night? was free. But what's even. You <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, it straight is, in the mouth. Okay, fine. You I'll horse. pick any. I've seen a lot of shows. <laughs> Let's pick any other
0: band. I mean,. Number 1 show in the world? What is it in terms of audience size, revenue? Like they don't make any type of factual claim, it's well, just that, it's the a number 1 show. Well, a quote from someone
1: who saw the show who is someone with credentials. So, but what's mm. interesting are the other people that they quote as <laughs> like Kate Blanchett, they have a quote from on their poster, which is and she says something like it's fabulous, which is they could probably just Could you say
0: the word fabulous? Well, she could have been leaving a show randomly and someone said, can you say what you thought? And, like, most people say, oh, it was very beautiful. It was great.
1: Thanks. Bye. But
0: the other interesting ones
1: that I just thought were, like, Donna Karen, creator of DKNY, (laughs) a a fashion person, and my favorite, (laughs) Sugar Ray Leonard. (laughs) What? It's a boxer, right? The boxer? Sugar Ray Leonard? (laughs) Like, these sound like cameos in an Ocean's Eleven script. Like... There, it's such a odd compilation of not quite minor celebrities, but like people you don't think about often. Like if there was like a Stanley Tucci one, it would have fit right in.
3: Yeah.
2: Like super obscure names. And also the like these Chinese representatives just hanging outside of shows. Are they like, oh, my God, the the creator of DKNY. Can I can I get a quote from you? Yeah. I don't like, know what they look like. Like. <laughs> know what those are these people
1: look like and definitely not people who didn't even grow up in the United States. But yeah, like, I think I mean, like, I well, can't think of other, check, but. like, yeah, she's a big one, but like, it's such a weird quality mm. of celebritism that they've narrowed in on for these ads that just makes it super surreal. Like, yeah, I can't think of anyone else who would even fit quite into it. Like, yeah, like it's very, very cool. much younger brother. They're Craig, all kind of older. Craig
2: McGuire. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's his brother. It know. Know. is now
1: but like if they like <laughs> if you believe it hard who's the singer think. for matchbox 20
0: rob, rob thomas.
1: thomas rob thomas uh, Perfect.
0: I, my first concert i've ever saw well like old oh. they're
1: all kind of older a little bit out of the limelight except cape well, Blanchett. see
0: that what's interesting is when you, sugar ray you Leonard, Leonard
1: dare tell me rob thomas isn't famous he is, sugar ray he is Leonard. famous okay i love rob thomas so who's the who's the chess prodigy
0: <laughs> oh bobby i know you. bobby fisher bobby, bobby <laughs> fisher bobby fisher, <laughs> bobby fisher. <laughs> came out of hiding just specifically to watch any. so the problem what's interesting about this I think even referenced in the New Yorker articles that uh, Kate Blanchett's rep never responded to 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 acknowledge of the claim is true and if you just search it it is dominated by news articles that are purporting it as fact especially the Epoch Times which oh right is a part of Falun oh, Dafa
1: it's and owned it's by them
0: marketed as a an unbiased <laughs> news article and, and they all their articles so, promote their the show they're
1: so pro trump it's very so conservative
0: it's it's just very interesting how this all ties in together and not
1: just like pro they're not just kind of right wingy like their article titles are literally like trump's way is the right way
0: oh yeah talking about building the wall and it's very very Clearly not an unbiased, which is weird. Why do they have opinions on this? I think it might tie back into the conservative or the yeah, I mean or it's the most anti-communist
1: thing they can see. I mean, that does mm. make some sense. And it was interesting. I wonder even if in they the program, like the tariffs. So they have is a there a descriptor in the in, in, Epoch Times, like for China, slug line that says what uh,
2: that uh, they're affiliated. Tr- truth and tradition. Oh no, no, that's their uh, on the mass Well, it was
0: promoted in the program. As being an unbiased,
1: that's where I'd seen it before. It was before. in the
0: program, not making it clear. Because I remember is, us is a commenting of,
1: on it when we were reading through it in the in the, the yeah, train terminal. Yeah,
0: I thought that was very untruthful. That they didn't expressly say this is related to the show. It was put in the ad as if they were supporting the show on its own merit. Because the entire description of the ebook Times was discussing how it is this unbiased news source. News source.
2: Yeah, about us, our history. Having witnessed events like Tiananmen Square and the persecution of the spiritual group Falun Gong and at a great risk themselves and their loved ones, a group of Chinese Americans started publishing the Epoch Times in Chinese in May 2000 in New York City.
0: This is very clearly going to be commentary at this point, but Mm -hmm. this is where I feel the line is crossed from personal belief system to propaganda Propaganda and And projecting your beliefs onto others unwittingly unwittingly. and i think that again everyone's free to believe whatever they want i think that (laughs) that's that's (laughs) supposed to disagree but i think that just me personally i want to call out homophobia i want to call out racism i don't think that these groups should get away with burying these beliefs in the subtext and then Trying to for anybody, it by not just you. for yeah. And it's if you are going to these shows, you need to know what the money that you're spending is going towards. I actually regret that we can't get that money back because now, now knowing what it's supporting, I'm appalled. My thought I really I think these folks are
1: allowed to practice what they practice. That's it's a talking point that's used a lot, but this that's what America was founded on is that religious freedom and and all that it's unfortunate in my opinion that they believe things that they believe particularly the homophobic and racist elements of it but I think it's pretty unethical of them to and by pretty I mean entirely unethical for them to coerce audience members into into the hall unwittingly also Seeming to be, frankly, based on the placement of their advertisements, targeting first-time classical music listeners. Well, without question. Because everyone
2: we interviewed had never been to a Shenyun show before. Or a,
1: mm-hmm. and 80% of them hadn't been to an orchestral concert or a dance performance before. So this was their first taste of that. As, as we discovered, it was fine. It wasn't the best thing in the world. It was fine. And they paid exorbitant fees for fine. They paid more than you would pay to see the New York Philharmonic or the LA Phil. To get something of decent quality, you could see the New York Phil like $40. six times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just, paid we paid eighty five dollars for one ticket in the nosebleed. Well,
2: Juilliard yeah. paid eighty five dollars for one <laughs> ticket in the nosebleed. <laughs> but how much were the most expensive tickets? I didn't even see
1: because a lie. lot of the tickets were gone by the time yeah, we
0: went. But there I, were
2: probably people who spent three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm.
0: I honestly thought of writing an email to them complaining and asking for my money back. N- Though I know they would not respond and do it. But I was that upset that.
1: One thing I think, (sighs) though, that we can take away from this, we, uh, the hosts, and we, the the Adagio for Things family, like the listeners, Mm. everybody, classical musicians. Three men and a baby. Don't try things. Don't try things. But also, (laughs) uh, (laughs) advertising fucking works. Like, Frightening. To say that classical works. music is dying or not popular and this group with frankly limited talent was able is able to fill six six simultaneous international tours and actually pack houses. The concert was very full when you went, right? Oh, like, it was
0: it. It may have been...
1: Uh, That's one thing. They do claim a lot to be sold out. It's probably not always true, but they sold a lot of tickets. There were a lot of tickets. That house is nothing to sneeze at. So they're packing... They're putting butts in seats, and it's because they know how to advertise. Now, one thing that I found out that's very interesting is part of why they're able to advertise so well and do so much... Because they do take care of their players and their performers very well, apparently. That is one thing that my contact had to say, was that... On tour, people are treated very well in terms of housing and food and everything, but that's actually because all of their amenities and advertisement are covered by DAFA practitioners from whatever area that they are in. So when you see that billboard while you're driving down the highway, that is paid for at the expense not of the organization itself, but of individual practitioners making donations. Which, again, is fine. They do have a faith behind them. You know, uh, any any group, the San Diego Opera doesn't we, necessarily have a group of... Re- regular tithers. Right. We have donors, but they don't feel that it is their spiritual duty to be donating. They feel that it is maybe their social duty or maybe they're the thing they need to do to keep their status. However, if we can find a way to... I don't know, put up a billboard on the side of a highway, maybe paint it purple. That seems to really be the only thing they're doing is putting up a billboard that's purple. Yeah. Like what it can't be that hard. Maybe we just need to fix who's running advertising for these groups. It's true. So the, yeah, the the real takeaway is absolute
2: saturation in advertising works and people will go see something and even pay 150 bucks to see it just to figure out what the hell it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. who thunk? And my, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. not like we've ever seen a movie commercial before for like every other ad for three months before Star yeah. Wars 9 comes out. And then gone and seen a movie that we don't care about. Looking Whereas, at you, Secret Life of Pets 2.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want my money back. That movie wasn't realistic. It's not even out yet. I saw it today on the, <laughs> on
1: the, on the bus stop.
2: But then you think of the New York Phil... You think of the New York Phil advertising, and they buy half a subway ad. They can't even afford the entire billboard,
0: and or the whole car tactic ads. that Casper Mattresses does. Oh, Casper is everywhere. They take they oh, buy God. a full car.
2: Such beautiful mattresses. Casper is
0: the Shenyang, and then when they the do do
2: it, it's, it's you know true. it's
1: a black poster with a conductor you've never heard of or a soloist you don't recognize by face just playing. And it just says, you know, New York Phil. It's, it's not it's, that eye-catching. It's, it wasn't it's, the
0: one with just said, yap, 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 yap. And yeah. they
1: did, as, no. but they have yap, 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 yap all over the place. And yeah. you're like, who the fuck is yap?
2: Well, so the ads are conducted the same way, you know, you put like, you put in fine print that you want to be ignored. That's, that's what the ads feel like to me. Like someone was told, we need to advertise this thing, but make sure no one would be compelled to investigate or or the met ads also the met the met ads suck too. some of them
1: were better but yeah it's uh, and but the well, thing they're is
2: made, they're meant to look really dramatic but they they don't because they're still like photos of a stage
1: there is something that we that we as a a community that classical music can learn from this
2: yeah start a religion
1: but yeah apparently <laughs> there's so much to not
0: take away from them
1: i yeah. think is the important thing and maybe things that you as a listener want to Think about before you give them your hard-earned cash. That's
0: what I say. I definitely I have learned that I need to do more research when it comes to going to support an organization that I really don't know too much about.
1: Do you want to end with end with the finale? Do you want to describe end with describing the, the end of the show? For I wanted
0: to. to us? We can describe the end of the show because I feel like everything. What would be put underneath?
2: Something epic, so, so just like any epic music.
0: Knowing mm-hmm. what we know, it really puts the finale into a very unsettling light and what happens at the very end of the show this is the second time you see everyone in modern dress the basic plot of the final dance piece is it has some of the, the younger followers holding texts and then there's other younger individuals in this park on their phones so it starts out seemingly like a comedic comment on everyone being obsessed with their cell phones and it it starts out with fairly simple hijinks, you know, people not being aware of their surroundings and bumping into each other. And then it starts getting a little more intense with someone being hit by a car off stage and falling back on stage and checking to make sure their phone is okay. <laughs> you're still kind of you're like, oh, that's a little on the nose, but that could still be funny. It <laughs> was kind of dark. <clears throat> yeah, and you're like, something seems a little off. <laughs> then this is what really got me upset, because before I even knew about the homophobic beliefs, there was a moment where two men were holding hands on their phone, and I was very excited because I was like, wow, they're showing a gay couple in this dance piece. Come to find <laughs> out, a female member comes out, And one of the men realizes that that's his girlfriend and he was holding the man's hand by mistake because he was distracted by his phone. And they both instantly recoil in repulsion. And I was like, wow, that was homophobic. And I thought at the time maybe it was just an obtuse
2: thing. (laughs) That sounds like an Alex Jones Jones point. Like, cell phones turned you gay. (laughs) <laughs> I mean that well, the sad it's thing a
1: good is Alex Jones. I've never heard of it.
0: But now knowing was not the concept Alex Jones Now knowing the backstory, it's basically implying modern technology. Oh I mean, it's yeah. part of the problem.
2: Well, this is one of the pitfalls of this- modern technology. It facilitates inadvertently gay activity. Of course. Which is because being on Instagram a
0: lot turns you gay. I mean, have you seen some of the hot guys on there? You know, my
1: takeaway from this whole thing is it's a little insulting that they think Americans are so susceptible to things you're shown with bright lights on them. Are you being sarcastic? It is a little. Like, they just are like... It's insulting but is it wrong? They think this message... (laughs) Where's the lie? Do they really think that this message is going to sink in and change people's minds because they showed it to them? Like...
0: No, but I feel like just across the board, across the entire world, I feel like people are easily sometimes susceptible. But yeah, I see what you're saying. It's very pandering. Yeah. We yeah. haven't even gotten to the fantastical element. The, the, I'm sorry. I broke you. The breath. What do you call it? The coup de grace. What's the, the grand minute. finale? It all starts going a little more downhill roughly a few minutes after an individual with a walker comes on stage. And it starts out still being fairly farcical with people bumping into them. And all of a sudden you realize the person has fallen because of these cell phone using youths and no one wants to help them. And then the Falun Dafa group comes back in and essentially help him. And the message, which seems to be the moral of the message, is we're doing good and we're bringing about caring and compassion in this world. Which, if it ended there, probably would have left a somewhat palatable moral to the story but at this point a dancer rushes in dressed heavily to imply they are chairman mao with several more of the communist regime representing like, individuals like from G-Men, earlier kind of. well they're definitely dressed all in black with like red yeah, lettering yeah. and they're made to look very villainous so it's very okay. clear these are the bad guys
2: it's mr smith comically villainous
0: comically that's like a good We're comically villainous or when the communist regime has created a, a significant amount of chaos, the earth opens up and <laughs> chairman Mao and all of the communist party falls into what I can only imagine as being described as hell with lava and fire shooting up. And then that closes a giant tsunami rises on the digital screen coming at you with the image of Karl Marx, in the, in the water, like the mummy. Yes, exactly. No, it's what it is looks like. Is he made into the waves? He like... is part of the water. It's like he's a watery face that comes. <laughs> what's the name of the
1: guy in the mummy? It's like, what's his name? Imhotep. <laughs> yes. No, this, is,
0: this is exactly the impression that I got. Ethan <laughs> Imhotep. Does he do that? No, thing? he's just just like a static face moving okay. at you really fast. Then it looks like the wave is about to engulf all of the Falun Dafa practitioners in the dance when some white. Wait, but I thought, commu- wait, the wave
1: took out the. Co- go ahead. No, Keep the, no, the communists fine. were sucked into the
0: <laughs> earth. First. So this is a secondary communist. This is the wave, secondary communist wave coming after. So at this point, someone dressed in a, uh, a white toga very much implying to be some type of religious figure. It's not made clear who it's supposed to represent. It's just a general, Mm -hmm. could have been DF. It could have been a number of people. It's just never explicit who it is, but they come down and this radiant light shines out and the wave is dispersed and all of the dancers are left. um, Basically prostrated before this character, as it implies this glorious light and rise into the heavens and then the curtain comes down. And the music has a really climactic moment to go along with it. And that was the problem with the music. The music never indicated anything other <laughs> than... <laughs> it was still the same shit. The same <laughs> stuff. It was always... Even in the most dark moments, it was... The music was comedically villainous. Like the music... Oh, I see. But not would, convincingly Not convincing. It was more just it's attempting to be dramatic. So you're not really knowing what you're watching and you're not really getting any cues from the orchestra and the show's over and everyone hmm. has to just pretend they didn't watch the last 10 minutes of the concert and just clap and leave and say, it was beautiful. Wow.
1: That is insane. That is, that, <clears throat> that is one of the, that's a whopper of an ending.
2: The people we interviewed after the show did not indicate
0: what they had just seen. They all just went, yeah, it was good. That was pretty. That's the most fascinating part, I think, of this to me, is that even not knowing the story, which, to be fair, I was somewhat biased because I knew a little bit of the background, not to the extent that we know now. I don't know how you didn't get this subtext because it was...
1: You know, after the show, though, it was much, much more difficult for us to interview people because we got a lot more no thanks not nope I don't want to talk to anybody booking it now that obviously probably was people wanting to get to their cars and beat the traffic
2: yeah, but it seemed more hostile than that it
1: did it there was a tone that was more just like some of the people said like yeah well the people everyone we talked to after who did come up to us was kind of like yeah it was pretty good I I haven't seen something like this before and I think it, yeah it seemed pretty Chinese. <laughs> seemed to be the reaction. Like, just, okay. Mm-hmm. They kind of said, yeah, that seemed like 5,000 years of culture to me. And then everyone else was kind of, like, a little pissed. They seemed, like, a little
0: well. I mean, I, yeah. bemused,
2: don't bemused like and they pissed. they saw something propagandistic. They're not sure in which direction. But, not sure. What. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, could,
0: I, I wouldn't not be surprised. They're not sure what it, went, it it was... what
2: it meant, but they knew they were being manipulated somehow.
0: Not, not on the record, but this made me laugh because the... The two, the two women next to me, the one woman could not stop laughing during the last number. <laughs> like, she was holding, and I'm starting to cry. up. can't we leave that? Well, no, yeah, because then I overhear say, because the person, I didn't know, I realized after once we were reading that the, the face is Karl Marx. At first, I really wasn't sure, but now I can clearly see, yes, that was Karl Marx. But I was laughing because I overheard the woman say... Mo, that must be Moses part in the waters, and I was <laughs> dying. I wanted to turn to her <laughs> after and say, "You were killing me." I was, but she—I didn't know them that well, and I didn't want to like make her feel bad that maybe she. I wonder, it
2: right. I wonder how many people mistake marks for being Moses. In I mean, it's show. not that it makes makes sense. The, He's yeah. projected over the waves, and the water no, that, is yeah. coming. Yeah, and like, the, the climactic essence of it—no, that that makes total sense. I
0: wish, I wish I could project my what I saw into a movie because I just wish you could see this
1: without having to pay. I know I would say
0: see it, but don't know because we don't want to give the money. To-
2: <laughs> that's so, that's so funny. It
0: was the most, it was, it was so wild. It was wild.
2: Maybe Shen Yun is an okay show, but if you know that, if you knew that the show you're seeing was say funded by the Koch brothers who also fund the daily wire, you know, you'd think twice about seeing that show, which just so was you know. designed to tease <laughs> the uh, an upcoming episode in which we explain that everything else you're seeing is funded by the Koch brothers.
0: That's a twist. Mm.
2: We, don't to, we don't have to. And think,
0: see that coming. Stay
1: tuned and think twice before you buy tickets for New York City Ballet. Yeah, at Ooh. the David Koch Theater. But more on that in another episode. I just um, wish,
0: if, if, see, I wouldn't have had a problem if they just flat out put in the program, we hate gays. And then I could have looked at it and said, Okay, at least you're being honest. Fuck you, and I'm not gonna come. Fuck you. Yeah. You're fine at violin. Passable, but not great. Yeah.
1: There's your fair assessment. How about the classical music community finds religion, so to speak, and goes up to bat for what they do as well as <laughs> as well as the the Falun Daffa folk. Yeah. Without all the, you know,
0: homophobia and whatnot. Religions yeah.
2: know how to promulgate their ideas and they just applied that to mediocre orchestral music.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's the trickiest thing. <sighs> I think that what's so, so tricky about this is that like you mentioned earlier, Will, that there is so much propaganda coming from all sides that, and with very little to go on, it's really hard to know what is fact and fiction So if we only go off of what is clearly the group's message and what our own personal belief system is, that should be enough to guide us in the decision to we want to support this organization or not. I, for one, do
1: not want to do that. But Uh, it's up to anyone listening whether or not they still want to check it out.
0: It's your choice. I strongly recommend you to send me an email so we can discuss it if you would like. I'm always open to fun conversation about about things. And Michael
1: still hasn't gotten to share the experience with anyone else who's seen it because the tickets were so fucking expensive. I feel
0: like I'm, I'm describing a dream that no one else can ever <laughs> I'm experience. I'm still not convinced we...
1: you didn't just go drop a tab in the bathroom while Spencer and I were waiting for you.
0: Well, oh, that's exactly <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I, I have a question, though.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess we're assuming that most people don't actually get all the propagandism.
0: This is an assumption, but I would suggest that, or I would think the majority of the audience does not know about the propaganda aspect.
2: Yeah. It seems like the, I mean, the people going in who, who have never, like they've never seen Shen Yun. They don't know anything about it. Cause also we asked them like, are you aware of the rumors? And then they, they said No. And we sort of laughed it off. Like we, we were, were like, kidding. Yeah, just kidding.
1: Just yeah. messing with you. Oh, but, you did. Like you if, did ask that. Because we didn't want to color their. I mean, you don't want to. No, no, I we're know. We're not trying but... to pull away from their listeners experience. There's working people going there who spent their money on it. And yeah. the orchestra is trying to do a good job. So it's not our yeah. business yeah. to ruin their show. Yeah. Okay. But nobody knew.
2: It's probably not the most. I don't. I don't think it's too offensive to say it's probably not the most discerning audience member that goes to see Shen Yun. And if 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 they're going in, and maybe if they don't, if they don't immediately recognize the image of Chairman Mao, and they maybe mistake Karl Marx for Moses, then they just walk away thinking, Oh, I guess, you know, dance and classical music, it's just weird, like I thought it was, you know, I didn't, I didn't get it. And that's just that just feeds into their preconception of, what classical music is which is just i don't know it's weird it's always in a different language i don't really get it and then what was mm-hmm. what was the point for falandoffa mm-hmm. or Falun Gong? because only one person we interviewed said oh oh yeah i know it has to do with falandoffa i you know but that's fine 20 I, people yeah. we asked there's yeah it's it's just a show it's, i'm wondering so, what the, So the, the...
1: if you're one of those people who you went and somehow you found our podcast and that's the only show you've been to just take, <laughs> just take it from us it gets better there's a lot more stuff out there and it's way way better in our humble opinion than the shenyan orchestra yeah and we're right about that
2: and it's not hateful. an opinion it's we're we're right
0: and there's much more worthwhile ways to spend your money <laughs> That's a wrap on our discussion of Shen Yun, a topic so intricate that we decided to dedicate an entire episode to it. Don't worry, you'll still get your interview fix, as we'll be back in one week with a full, special, extended interview with composer Chris Osniak's. Then we'll be back to our regular two-week schedule. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes, and also check out our Patreon site if you want to give us a little bit of support. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.